What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. This is the sixth episode of the Loud Hound Sports Podcast. Shout out to Great Com Studios. We love coming in every week. That's something that we look forward to day in and day out. I'm Bobby McInnes, back with Thomas Ballone, and today we have a special guest, Ryan Stom, a good friend of ours, and he's going to share his insight on the NFL, and we're going to listen to his power rankings. How's it going, Ryan? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, excited to have you on today, and Tom... How's it going? I know both of our teams lost this weekend, um, including Ryan. You're a Giants fan as well. And it's been a little bit slow watching football in New York. But outside of the city, there's a lot of other teams going on. And as you know, our show is located in Baltimore. And the Ravens are one of those teams that have just been climbing up these power rankings. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Ryan, first off, we're going to want to hear your uh, 1 through 10. And we'll do a little breakdown of it after that. So let's hear it. All right, so um, here are my one through ten power rankings. Um, at one, I have the Saints. Um, I believe the Saints are the best team in the league, and um, I believe I like what they're having. And um, they've been winning games with Teddy Bridgewater, and um, you, they just got Drew Brees back. So I really like what the Saints have. Um, at two, of the Patriots, and three of the Packers. Four, I got the Forty ers Five, I have the Seahawks. Six, I have the Vikings. Seven, the Ravens. Eight is the Chiefs. Nine is the Rams. And ten is the Colts. So those are my uh, one through ten power rankings again. I said um, the Saints at number one. I know a lot of people have New England or the Niners at number one. But um, I don't really view power rankings by record. Um, even though the Saints have one loss, they uh, their defense is very good this year. And they were winning, like I said, they were winning games with Teddy Bridgewater. And... Now they got their guy back, and they're just rolling. I really like the Saints this year. Yeah, Ryan. What are, you, um, what are your thoughts? I definitely – it's it's kind of bold to put any team in front of the New England Patriots, but you can definitely make a case there because, as you mentioned, the New Orleans Saints, there was they didn't even skip a beat when Drew Brees was out. Teddy Bridgewater guided them right through, um, got some more wins under their belt, and they're a one-loss team right now. And honestly, their defense has looked much better than anybody could have predicted. Exactly, and the only reason why I have the Saints at number one is because the Patriots. I know the strength of schedule; they really haven't played anyone. Um, they uh, they played the Bills, which I think the Bills are a little overrated, but they still beat them. They still beat them. It was a close game, but um, yeah, the only reason why I have the Saints at number one is because of the strength strength of schedule. And Tom, I know you're high on the Patriots, and you're a true believer that they might go 19 and 0 this season completely going undefeated, uh, including the playoffs and taking another Super Bowl ring for the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady era. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Ryan, I can see where you definitely put the Saints at one because winning uh, five games in a row with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback is very impressive. Defense has looked really good. But, yeah, I still have to put New England at one just because this is probably the best defense we've seen in the National Football League in, in maybe the past five years, maybe even decade. This this uh, New England defense is single-handedly winning games, even without Tom Brady. Uh putting up that many big numbers and I do see uh, your point with New England's strength of schedule they haven't played anyone really through the first eight games besides you said Buffalo played them pretty close but if you look at their second half of, this, of the season their schedule definitely gets much tougher they gotta they gotta go to Houston and they have to play the Chiefs with hopefully Mahomes will be back by then and we got a really intriguing matchup coming up this Sunday they got to go to Baltimore and Baltimore has looked pretty tough uh, with Lamar Jackson having a, a solid year but right now, I still got New England above, but I see your argument with the Saints for sure. Definitely, yeah. Um, definitely in the next few weeks, we'll see if the Pats are the legit and see if that defense is really that good. 
because they're putting up insane numbers, comparing them to like one of the best defenses in NFL history. Mm-hmm. I can see where everyone's saying that they got a lot of playmakers like Stephon Gilmore, um, literally anyone like the McCordy brothers. They got um, Kyle Van Noy. Um, you know, everyone on that team, everyone on that defense is very good. But um, definitely within the next few weeks, we'll, we'll be able to tell if the Pats are for real and if that defense is legit, a legit number one defense. Definitely. And I just don't see a team out of the AFC beating New England this year. The the best chance I see is uh, an NFC team like Packers, Seahawks, or the, the Saints beating New England. And we, we, do, we have mentioned the 49ers. They've uh, they're undefeated still, but do we are they still the real deal? Do we know if they are? I mean, I can truthfully say that they are the real deal. I'm buying into the hype. Um, you saw how, how outstanding their defense is, and you got small bear Nick Bosa there. And honestly, I do believe in this team. Their run game is very efficient. I believe they run the ball the most in the NFL. You have Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, who have just been cycling in. And honestly, this this defense, this um, San Francisco offense looks really good under coach Shanahan. Yeah, yeah Shanahan. no, I totally agree. Um, the Niners are a very good team this year. Their defense, honestly, they're it's one or one or two. It's the Patriots and Niners with both of the top defenses. Mm-hmm. The only problem I have with the 49ers, which is scaring me, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a game manager. He's not, um, you know, he's not like a big stats guy, but my problem this year, he has nine touchdowns and seven picks. I think that that's a little scary because, um, you know, the interceptions are a little high. The touchdowns are, you know, a little low. And then it, them, them, them too, the strength of schedule. Um, they played the Bucks, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Rams, Redskins, and Panthers. Um, the Panthers are a, a pretty good team. They they put up 51. So, um, But, yeah, that's it's a little scary to say that um, the Niners are, you know, 7-0 legit. I think they're a very good team, but I did not see them going undefeated. Um, through eight, through eight weeks. Yeah. One team that I'm just going to disagree with you uh, quickly here, and it's not by a lot, is the Minnesota Vikings. I believe you had them ranked sixth. Um, right now they are playing like a sixth-ranked team. However, their their start of the season was pretty poor. Um, and Kirk Cousins, he's very inconsistent. And I think that they're definitely going to drop, and they'll obviously drop on your rankings as well because their upcoming schedule, they have to visit the Chiefs, visit the Cowboys, They'll play home um, against the Broncos, so that'll probably be a win. Then they have the bye week, but when they return, they have to visit Seattle. So that's three road games in the span of the next five weeks that I can almost say is a guaranteed loss. Yep. See, Bob, I know I know you're not a big fan of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, but this team arguably has the most weapons in the National Football League on offense and defense. This team has a running back in Dalvin Cook who's had a tremendous year so far. Their two wide receivers are arguably ones on any, any other team, uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. And um, this defense has a ton of weapons from uh, Hendricks all the way to Harrison Smith. They got they got a solid uh, defensive core, yeah. But, but this this offense runs through Kirk Cousins. It depends on how he plays. If he shows up and plays he, the way he has been the past few weeks, this team is an easy playoff team, if not Super Bowl contender. But if he plays the way we saw the first three weeks, then this team this team won't even make the playoffs. The reason why I say that they might miss the playoffs is because, you know, like I said. Chiefs, Cowboys, Seahawks. Those are three losses right there. I can guarantee I, you that. I see. I can't. I, I'm not sold on Kansas City right now. The way they've been playing, they have they have three losses this year. All of them have come at home to the Colts, uh, Texans, and they just lost last or Sunday night to the Green Bay Packers, which is obviously a tough game. And but, those are all playoff teams that they're losing to. But yeah, they, last week they also had who, who was their quarterback? Matt Moore. Matt Moore. But but 
uh, Vikings are going to Kansas City next week, right? Yeah, they're visiting so Kansas their City. their quarterback will be Matt Moore again. We'll see, but Kansas City will be home. And That's going to be a close game. What, what Kirk Cousins yeah, are we going to um, see? Ryan, what do you feel I, about honestly, that game? Honestly, I, I, got the, I got the Vikings. They're um, Again, they're hot. And, yeah, Mahomes is out, which, you know, I think if Mahomes is playing, I would give the edge to the Chiefs. But yeah. the Chiefs' defense depleted. They are not good. Um, they have Tyron Matthew, honestly. Like, um, that whole defense is, is not good at all. So that's the only reason why the Chiefs, um, I don't have them that high. But, again, with Mahomes coming back, that offense can put up, you know, 30-plus points any given day. So yeah, for you, gotta, sure. you, you still got to keep the Chiefs, you know. Um, I think they're top 10 because Mahomes is the best player in the league. Yeah, so. you got you to gotta keep them top 10. But even, like, even when they didn't have Patrick Mahomes last week against the Packers, and the Packers – Defense has been playing phenomenal this season, arguably top 10. Moore didn't I, think, have, I think easily top 10 defense this year. Yeah, Moore had a good game. They put up 24 points. They did, but you see, yeah. you see this Chiefs defense, Ryan, as you mentioned, has single-handedly lost some games to the, to the Houston Texans. The, uh, Mahomes tried to keep them in that game, and the Chiefs defense could not stop Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but Just marched right down the field on them, and, and their defense single-handedly lost them the, the game against the Colts where they let Marlon Mack run all over them. So this Chiefs problem is obviously their defense. Once they get Mahomes back, they're a top-off offense in the league yeah but bringing uh bringing it back to the vikings here we keep looking at their schedule i mentioned after the bye week they return um they play the seahawks and then the lions are you gonna tell me that the lions are an easy win i mean it's, no, a, it's, a, win, it's a winnable game but in division and the lions the way that they've been playing there's no way that you can mark that as an easy win for the vikings yeah i see the um, vikings i see the vikings getting in as a wild card team even though the nfc is very stacked up at the wild card you arguably might have to be 11 and 5 this year to get in as a wild card team. that's 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 another reason why but i don't I say see them that beating the packers out in the north i'm telling you that they're not making it because then they still have to play the packers and the bears so when you look at it chiefs Cowboys, Seahawks, it's a tough schedule. Packers, Bears. Those I think are five losses, and then the Lions aren't going to be easy. You're acting like the Bears have been playing that well. Their their quarterback's been been awful. Their Mitch defense Trubisky's can de- their defense can definitely shut down Kirk Cousins. They had a, um, they had a winnable I game. I think I think I'll give the edge to the Vikings there. I mean the the, yeah. the Bears offense. What? I, they're, um, the whole season, they haven't put up more than 300 yards on offense. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, when, when you look back at week four, when the Bears played the Vikings, um, the Vikings only put up six points on that Bears defense, and you know how lethal that Bears defense is. They are winning the games I'm, for the for the Bears. I'm sorry, I can't I can't look at Chicago right now and tell me that this team's this team is even that good, dude. They just lost to the, to the struggling Chargers last week, um, single-handedly because their quarterback uh, is has been absolutely awful. Their running game has been absolutely atrocious. If their defense wasn't top in the league, this team would have maybe maybe one or two wins. Well, they lost their last week because of a kicker as well. You could say because of a kicker, but uh, you could also say that their coach Nagy didn't trust the offense because they were in range for a 41-yard field goal with around a minute left, and they decided to knee the ball instead of yeah. maybe maybe going with your quarterback and maybe throwing the ball down the field for another 10 yards and making it a chip shot field goal for your kicker. But you don't trust your quarterback because he hasn't been playing like a, a number five draft pick that when you draft. Yeah, but him. you can't sit here and tell me that this Bears team. Uh, this Bears defense can't w- win this game for them. Oh, I mean, they can the very first well. time that they played, they only let up six points. When they played the Packers, they only let up ten points. The most points that they've allowed was 36 to New Orleans Saints, who have arguably um, one of the most high, high-powered high offenses in the league. You can even put them in front of the Chiefs right now since Mahomes is out. I see your argument, but you can't you can't sit here and tell me that these are five losses right there for the Vikings because the Vikings can easily go 3-2 and two in that stretch. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm sorry, I haven't seen 
anything from the, from them the past few weeks except for last week's win against Philly. That offense is way too inconsistent. Dak Prescott doesn't deserve the money he wants. And the only thing they have going for them right now is Ezekiel Elliott's run game because that's about it. Well, you speak of the Cowboys. They're actually engaged in trade talks right now with the New York Jets trying to acquire Jamal Adams. And as a Jets fan, that would break my heart unless we're getting a massive return. I want to see linemen. I want to see picks. Um, if we're trading Jamal Adams, I need a massive return. Yeah, Ryan, how would you feel about a deal between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets to for the Jets to give the Dallas Cowboys Jamal Adams? Yeah, honestly, that would be, I, um, I didn't see that coming. Um, not at all. I did not expect to see the Jets. Um, selling Jamal Adams, who's that? Um, he's like the heart and soul of that defense. Even though that defense isn't great, but um, Jamal Adams is a great player. And it, I mean, the Jets are they're a confusing team. Like they give up Jamal Adams, like they're taking a step back. And mm-hmm. then you know, I just I don't know where they're going with that. Honestly, I would hold on to him. He's um, he's the future of that defense. So yeah, you might want picks or anything, but honestly, I, I can't see it happening. I think they're going to wind up holding on to him. Yeah, and I think it's better if they do hold on to him because it's, yeah, it's a smart move. It depends if they on hold what on they get. Him. It depends on what what they get from him, but he's a he's a really good player and he's the future of that defense. So yeah, well. I'm going to read you a tweet that I saw from Rich Samini, who covers the New York Jets on Twitter. He said, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Adams is ranked 19th amongst uh, safeties in average salary per year. No doubt he will want a top contract um, when the market um, in the market probably this offseason, although it, he's his contract expires in the next two seasons. Um, but he's saying that the Jets might want to ship him so they can reinvest in other positions besides the safety position. That makes sense, actually. It does make sense. Um, you know, they, they could uh, – he's going to want a massive contract, like you said. So, um, it, it would make sense um, to trade him. But um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I just wouldn't if I was a Jet. Well, you make, you make a point. It would make sense. But as a Jets fan, I want to see the Jets only make a trade that does make sense. I don't want to see them shipping him for not enough picks. We would need a massive return. But, honestly, yeah. we'll just have to wait and, and, and see. Um, by the next time we have a podcast, I'm sure there will be a ton of deals, but there's still two hours before the deadline. Um, sadly, we cannot stay on for that long. But moving on in the power rankings, so we heard your 1 through 10. I was a little surprised that I didn't see the Houston Texans um, in the back end of that lineup, but I want to see where they fall in 11 through 20. Let's hear it, Ryan. All right, so in 11 through 20, I have the Cowboys at 11. 12, I got the Texans. 13 is the Eagles. 14 is the Bills. 15 is the Panthers, 16 the Lions, 17 the Jaguars, 18 the Raiders, 19 the Titans, and 20 the Cardinals. Wow, no Chicago Bears in the top 20? I can't. I can't put Chicago in there. Their offense might be one of the worst offenses in the league. And like Tom said before, um, Nagy does not trust Trubisky, and that is not good when your head coach doesn't trust your own quarterback. Yep. And um, that's, that's, that's not good when you're um, trying to win games. Yeah, and uh, I do agree with Ryan not putting Houston Texans in their top 10 because I'm a firm believer that the, the uh, Colts, who we didn't touch upon at number 10, are definitely going – I think they're going to win that division, especially with J.J. Watt. That? Uh, especially, Let me explain. Especially with J.J. Watt uh, with that season-ending injury. Um, this Colts team is a much better team than the Texans. Texans have good weapons. Uh, Watson's a great quarterback, but the way that Brissett is handling this Colts team, they did have a shaky game on Sunday against Denver, but they pulled out the win. The, the way that Brissett's handling this team, the way they have the run game with, with Marlon Mack, um, I think they're a better team than the Texans, and I think they're winning the division. I, I see the Texans as maybe a wild-card team. I mean, look, both teams beat the beat the Kansas City Chiefs, right? 
They did. So, I mean, the Texans, I give them the slight edge. I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you that both are um, playoff teams. I think that the Texans will win the division. However, the Colts might be a close wild card um, because I have to give it to the better quarterback, and Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback, and he's um, having a very good year so far. And you're right, the loss of J.J. Watt hurts a lot, but they still have Whitney Merciless and other players on that defense who are going to step up big. Yeah, it'll be a close division race, I think. Um, Stom, I, I agree with most of those middle rankings there. I like how you put the Eagles in front of the Bills. I believe that the Bills are overrated. Um, they haven't really played anyone. Their two losses comes to New England and Eagles. I believe those are the only teams that they've played that are over 500. Um, I really don't have anything more to say. What about you, Tom? Yeah, Jaguars at 17. I think that's a good spot. Gardner Minshew's been playing pretty well. Just came off a big game against the Jets. Um... I think they're going to be competitive. I doubt they make the playoffs, but th- I think they've, they've been pretty solid. And Titans at 19, they're, they're a team that's uh, low-key getting back into the uh, that division. They're four, I do believe they're 4-4 four and four now after making that change between uh, Mariota to Tannehill. They just got a, a win on Sunday against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So I like that. But, yeah, I can't argue with the 10 through 20 there. Cardinals at 20. I think um, the Cardinals at 20 might be a little high for me. Maybe, but they have they have shown that they, they can they can win games. They, they just play the Saints, obviously. That's that's not going to be a winnable game for them. But having the Cardinals above the Chargers and Bears, I, I agree with because the, the Chargers have been probably, uh, you could say, the, the the most disappointing team this season with the amount of weapons they've on the team. I totally agree. I know Ryan agrees with that. We've been talking about that. The Chargers have Keenan Allen, uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, two great running backs, and Phillip Rivers has totally underperformed this season. But the for them. injuries on defense played a big part in why their record is what it is. Jeremy James, Melvin Ingram. You could you could say that, but their offense has has lost them games. They had a goal line uh, chance to win the game two weeks ago, and they and they blew it. Their their offense just hasn't came out to come out to perform in big games, and that's why they have the, a no good record. No, you make a great point. And I, last year I was a big fan of um, Coach Anthony Lynn. I'm not gonna lie, but this year I can't sit here and tell you that he's gonna be the coach of the future i mean you have this no. much talent you can't put together more wins yeah them and the bears I'm, I'm very disappointed on bears offense should be much better uh trubisky was picked so high in that draft they're they're, they're really kicking themselves over that draft pick right now because you see watson on the texans looking great and mahomes on the chiefs looking good when he's healthy uh that the management's definitely kicking themselves over that i probably would have had the steelers um ahead of the cardinals I don't know if the Steelers are necessarily where he had the Cardinals. I think – where do you have the Cardinals, um, Ryan? 20. 17. Or you had them 20? 20. I had 20. All right. I guess that's a little more reasonable. I have the Steelers um, just probably around that spot. And the Cardinals yeah, not too much further. I know you're high on Pittsburgh, but we can get to that. Yeah, it's just right, – we'll, we'll hear your rank, rankings, Ryan. Um, I know you have Pittsburgh lower than I would like. Um, but they're, they're a decent team, although now there's reports that James Conner might be missing some time. They are getting Jalen Samuels back, but it definitely plays a part. Uh, th- this isn't a playoff team, so I'm not going to waste my breath over it, but um, it's just getting picky here towards the end. So let's hear 21 through 32. All right, so, yeah, 21 through 32, um, these, all these teams are, you know, they're having rough seasons with either with injuries or they just don't have a good team. So it's a little challenging to do uh, 21 through 32. But um, at 21, I got the Chargers. The 22 is the Bears. 23 is the Buccaneers. I have the Browns at 24. The Steelers are at 25. The Giants are at 26. The, tw- um, the Broncos are at 27. Falcons at 28. Redskins at 29. Jets are at 30. Um, the Bengals are at 31. And the Dolphins are at 32. Um, all right. I, I definitely see, I mean, like you said earlier, I'm just going to put it out here again. 
Uh, these bottom 12 teams really don't matter, and anybody who's going to waste their breath over arguing, you know, 25 versus 26, uh, it's not really worth it because it's just very, very picky. And honestly, we're just looking at teams that are, are going to be fighting over that number one draft spot. But I like how um, I like how you did have the the Broncos a little lower. Um, I think for me, they're more towards the 25 range, but they just lost um, their quarterback, Joe Flacco. So that definitely plays a part and their defense hasn't looked as strong. It's been very streaky defense to say the least. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of Denver. Um, you know, they're having issues in the locker room. You, know, you see how Joe Flacco called out the coach for the offensive coordinator for, you know, um, He's like, yo, we're two and six, and we're not going for it. Um, it seems like they're just that, – that team's a mess. That offense, I'm not a big fan of. Um, and the defense, they have a few injuries. Von Miller isn't doing great this year. And, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Joe Flacco. So, um, yeah, they're just not a good team in general. Yeah, Ryan, the uh, big team that, that uh, sticks out like a Thor summoned me on your – on your power rankings is the Cleveland Browns, number 24. <laughs> really came in as advertised this year, didn't they? Yeah, you know, the Cleveland Browns are an interesting team. Um, before the season started, everyone was saying, oh, they're playoff contenders. They're going to – even Super Bowl contenders. And the funny thing is Baker Mayfield called out Daniel Jones, yep. quarterback of the Giants. And honestly, he should not have done that because Daniel Jones is actually having a better season than, than Baker – um, Baker, that whole team, Baker's a loud mouth. Um, Jar Jarvis Landry, I've said it in his whole career, I think Jarvis Landry is the most overrated wide receiver in the league. I, I don't see anything from Jarvis. Um, the production this year from Odell, Odell's done absolutely nothing this year. Um, Nick Chubb is, is very good, although he fumbled, I think I believe twice against the Patriots last week, which if he actually didn't fumble those, they the, the Browns would have competed with uh, the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, that whole offense is based around Nick Chubb because Baker Baker's not playing like he's not playing good at all. He had a great rookie season and now he's struggling very, very much. The old so, the old um, sophomore slump, as they say. Um, Baker obviously was the best rookie quarterback last year if you look at the stats, but now um, you could put almost any of those quarterbacks from the draft class that have him. Josh Allen having a better year, Lamar Jackson having a better year, better year. Um, Sam Darnold. He played really good against Dallas. Obviously, he was out for the first um, chunk of the year with Mono, and then he just had back-to-back -back bad games. Obviously, you're going to lose to New England, but um, Sam Darnold looked terrible in that game. Um, he looked bad against Jacksonville as well as the Jets took another loss. But honestly, by the end of the season, Sam Darnold might pass Baker Mayfield. This is a, a quarterback who's 2-5 and five to start the season with, like you guys said, um, the Browns should have been Super Bowl contenders, um, definitely playoff contenders, um, although I never saw it, and their offensive line definitely plays a big part in that. They're completely crippled there as now with all the trade rumors going on. They're trying to trade for left tackle Trent Williams from the Redskins. We'll see if they can get it done, but at this point, I would have to assume that the season's shot. Yeah, it, it amazes me how this team, honestly, these players on the Cleveland Browns keep opening their mouths at, at 2-5. and five. Baker Mayfield uh, comes out and is acting like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. His uh, touchdown and interception ratio is absolutely embarrassing for his caliber. And um, Jarvis Landry came out earlier this week guaranteeing a win against the best, arguably the best team in the league, the New England Patriots. And they came out and 
they got embarrassed uh, on the road. So I don't see it in Cleveland. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I did believe in the hype in the offseason. I thought this team had had a chance to make a playoff run with their roster. But um, none of the guys have stepped up big. Baker Mayfield has had a, a bad year, as you guys said, and their wide receiving core has not showed up. So we'll see if they can turn around in the second half, but I don't see it. Yeah, um, good good point there. You said uh, Driver Slangy calling out the Patriots. That's the first mistake. You never call out Brady and Belichick. Never. Because – it, it almost they're almost guaranteed to win that game. You, you just can't call out call them out like that. That's disrespectful. And um, you know, did Jarvis Landry really think they were going to beat the Pats? I don't know, but you don't you don't say that, especially to, to New England. All right, yeah. so I got a tweet that just came in right now. ESPN's Ryan Clark said that Jets safety Jamal Adams would like to go home to Texas and play for the Cowboys. Um, this obviously adds on to the, the trade talks that we keep hearing about between the Cowboys and the Jets for Jamal Adams. And honestly, the more that I think about it, obviously the Jets would need a great return. But as a Jets fan, I am not too disappointed right now. The, the, the most um, disappointed I am is that I got a Jamal Adams jersey earlier in the year. And now it's going to be worth nothing. However... Um, these are not Joe Douglas's guy. The Jets believe that they have found their GM, Joe Douglas, coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he wants to get rid of Adam Gase, if he needs to get rid of um, certain players in order to get draft capital per- to protect Sam Darnold and build a good franchise going forward, I'm I'm fine with that. I can't I can't argue against that. I have to believe in what this team is doing. And like I said, as long as they're getting value for these superstars, we can't trade them away just to trade them away. Um, but I don't know. This is definitely going to be a, a crazy next two hours. And honestly, I'm a little nervous um, to see what happens. I just hope that the Jets get it right for once. Yeah, I just I see info here that says um, in trade talks for Jamal Adams, the Jets are asking for more than what the Dolphins got for Minka Fitzpatrick. So I believe if you guys do trade, if the Jets do trade away uh, Jamal Adams, you're definitely going to get a lot in return. The Jets aren't going to just give this guy away for nothing. You're going to get at least a first rounder. No, to add on to that, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, I did see that the Jets are asking for multiple first round picks and an additional 2020 pick. So you're looking at two first rounds and maybe a third round this year from the Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, that's the type of return that I would be okay with um, as a Jets fan if we have to give up Jamal Adams. Yeah, definitely. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that's it. Would be a uh, crazy trade. Um, like I, like I said before, I didn't see it coming, but um, it'd be a good move for the Cowboys. I think um, getting Jamal Adams. That defense, honestly, that defense I thought was going to be top five this year. They're not playing up to the competition. They got a lot of playmakers on the on the Cowboys defense, so that would definitely help them out. And I mean, I can see where the Jets are coming from. You know, they're not going anywhere this year. They're probably not going anywhere the next few years. So. Why not, you know, trade Jamal Adams and get get draft picks or whatever they're going to get in return? And, you know, instead of having one stud safety, they could get, uh, you know, good draft picks and try to, you know, get depth instead of, you know, having one guy. Well, yeah, you can't necessarily say that they're not going to go anywhere in the next few years. But honestly, today's trade deadline and this upcoming offseason is going to be a big indicator of what way this franchise is heading depending on the moves that they make, we're going to see whether or not it's going to be another year to the to the rebuild or if yeah, we're going to be pushing um, for more um, of the the near, the closer future. Well, the only problem with the Jets is that you were going, a lot of Jets fans and a lot of people were going into this year thinking that this Jets team was a playoff team with, with the addition of Mosley on the defense. You have Adams and then the addition of Le'Veon Bell on the offense with your uh, future quarterback, Sam Darnold. But now uh, sitting here at, what is it, one and six? Um 
you're looking at another rebuild with the Jets, especially and, if you send Adams to, to Dallas. And now you got to start thinking, um, are we going to build around Sam Darnold or are we going to build around another quarterback? Um, right now, Sam Darnold is obviously your guy, but at the end on. of the year, if this guy – no, I'm serious. At the end of the year, if this guy is still not is still putting up the numbers he has done in the past few weeks, you have so to the start numbers against, another full rebuild, which is another three, four years. So the numbers against Dallas and how he finished last season is no indicator that he could be a franchise quarterback? No, he, he does have an indicator yeah, that he, he had be two a franchise bad weeks. quarterback, but I'm saying you have to start to look at – who you're going to build around here. It's going to be Sam Darnold. And on the defense, most likely Quinn Williams. He hasn't shown um, yeah. as much as I would like so far. He was injured for a few weeks. But honestly, those are the two players that they're going to build around. And if they hold on to Jamal Adams, they're probably going to continue to build around him. But like I said, this next, what, now we have an hour and a half before the trade deadline's over. Um, that's going to be a big indicator of what direction this franchise is heading in. And to tell you the truth, I'm excited, but I'm 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 very nervous at the same time. Yep. Um, and as Giants fans, you guys can't be too happy hearing that Jamal Adams is gonna have to be playing you two times a year. I mean, th this dude is one of the best safeties in the league. I mean, as a Giant fan right now, I'm not I'm not worried about what Dallas is doing. Obviously, Dallas is a much better team than the Giants are right now. Um, I'm not worried because I know Dallas will get knocked knocked out in the first or second round of the playoffs as they do every single year. Um, they don't have the quarterback to win a Super Bowl, so that doesn't worry me one bit. The Giants are headed in the right direction offensively for sure. Uh, they have good weapons right now. Golden Tate has looked promising the past few weeks. Sterling Shepard needs to get healthy, but when he's healthy, he's a good number two wide receiver. And Saquon Barkley, uh, we could still tell, is not 100%, but he has had uh, last game was pretty, pretty good. He's going in the right direction. The Giants need to make a few moves in the next few hours. Uh, I hope they trade away Janoris Jenkins for a draft pick. Uh, he needs to be gone. He's he's not the player he was two years ago for us. And they should probably trade away Alec Ogletree, uh, linebacker, because they need to bring in new guys on the defense, and their defense is bottom five in the league right now. So once they can clean this defense up in a few years, I think the offense is going the right direction. I think the Giants can be competitive in the next two, max three years. I mean, we'll see. They definitely need to see whether or not Daniel Jones is their guy. You mentioned Sam Darnold has shown that um, he could be the future, but the last two weeks have been showing regression. Daniel Jones, um, he had his first two weeks, he got um, two wins. However, he hasn't been able to beat very good defenses or even average defenses so far. So we're going to have to see um, both quarterbacks in New York uh, need to keep proving what they have or else um, their terms here won't be very long. Yeah, Daniel Jones, um, we've seen the – for his first few games as a giant. He has put up the touchdowns that, that the team likes. He's thrown the ball downfield pretty well, but he has had a problem with turnovers. He has, um, I believe he has 15 in six games. Yes, he has fumbled the ball a lot. Uh, he has to protect the football better. Um, I can't really complain about his interceptions because his, vis his vision down the field has seemed pretty good for a rookie, but his presence in the pocket definitely needs to be um, – he has to be better. He has to hold on to the football better. That's, that's hands down. Yeah, so now as I keep seeing these more alerts, now Bleacher Report says Jamal Adams wants trade um, to Dallas. And then in the, the caption it says uh, Jets Pro Bowl safety would like to go home and play for Dallas. This is all a bunch of rumors right now, and the media loves this. Honestly, when, yeah, when, it, when it hits 5 o'clock three hours from now, there's a very good chance Jamal Adams is still going to be a New York Jet. Yeah, the, for sure. He definitely can be. I this be, is all I believe, a smoke screen right now. I believe he's open to going home and um, – playing for Dallas, of course, who who wouldn't want to go home and play for, you know, the team that they grew up watching. But 
honestly, at the end of the day, these are professional athletes. This is their job. They like to go out and play football. And Adams has voiced time after time that he loves playing for the New York Jets and being in New York. Yeah, and by the way, a little side note here. I just did get a notification that the NCAA just voted to allow college athletes to profit their name, image, and likeness which is that's big for college sports. Yeah, so just to clarify that, that means that college players will not get paid for playing on the court or through the team, but if they want to go and do additional advertising for independent companies, they can do so. So a player like Zion Williamson last year um, would have been able to sign probably a shoe deal or do commercials with Nike, Jordan, um, whoever he opted to do it with and make money while he's doing so. I think they're headed in the right, in the right direction there. Soon, uh, in a few years, players will get paid. That's the way it should be. And I think they should go back, just a little side note for college, I think they should go back um, to for basketball, by the way. They should go back to getting uh, being able to get drafted to the NBA out of high school because we're seeing uh, guys have bad injuries in their freshman year of college. Luckily, it uh, did not happen to Zion Williamson. It happened in the preseason, but I hope he should come back stronger, better than ever. But, um, yeah, we, we just don't want to see a college athlete have a career-ending injury and never get to that professional level and never make the money that he deserves to make. So I think they should go back to that rule of uh, being drafted out of, out of a high school. Yeah, and just as we start to wrap it up here, um, just a little side note. Today news broke that Andy Dalton will be benched for rookie Finley. And honestly, that's I pretty – I agree with the move. That's, it's pretty embarrassing. I know. I feel bad because he did have a few good years um, with the Bengals, bringing them to the playoffs. Um, however, he was never able to win in the playoffs – but the 32-year-old uh, is celebrating his birthday today, and news breaks <laughs> that he's benched. I mean, come on. As Ryan Stom calls him, the Red Rocket will be benched next week. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I don't know why they're not looking to trade him. Um, they're 0-7, obviously. They're, they're yeah. done, and that franchise is not good. Um, yeah, but honestly, why don't the Bears, I don't know why the Bears aren't calling for him. Honestly, um, or any other team. to tell you the truth, Andy Dalton is not – going to be bought by any team like I said he just turned 32 but you make a good point about the Chicago Bears looking for a quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's available no yeah they could, they could um I think he is I think uh Bridgewater is available but then then like you know Breeze gets hurt again um no you, you make, know, they're not gonna go anywhere so, blanket, honestly yeah. I think Bridgewater's gonna stay with the team till the end of the year and then probably be a starter next year I believe that if you put a few weapons around Bridgewater and have a good offensive line, he's going to be a good quarterback and can win games. Yeah. You're, you're predicting Breeze retirement at the end of the season? No, 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 no. I oh, said – um, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, Bridgewater, Bridgewater's going to be on a different team next yeah, I think if you're the Chicago Bears entering the, the draft this year, you've got to look at, at a quarterback. I mean, you're you're most likely not going to go with uh, a quarterback, obviously, in the first round, like a Herbert or a Fromm or even Tua if he's not off the board yet. But you're going to want to go for a quarterback late in, in the later rounds, like fourth, fifth round, just to, to have as a backup plan because this Mitch Trubisky uh, – uh, draft pick has really blown up in your face so far, and unless this guy could turn it around, um, it's going to be ugly. He's getting booed off the field at halftime at home games in Chicago. It's it's a mess right now for the Bears on offense. Yeah, yeah, it's sad with that defense. You know, if they had a, a decent quarterback, to be honest, if they had even a decent quarterback, yeah, they they would be winning a few more games and they'd be in playoff contention. I'm not saying they're not; they could still make the playoffs. But realistically speaking, with Mitch that quarterback, I, I don't see him going anywhere. And it's tough and, right um, now the rookie wild card. The rookie running back, David Montgomery, he, he finally broke out, but he's having a disappointing year too, you know. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a really good fantasy player, and um, he, he just hasn't been great this year. And also the wide receivers. I mean, I feel bad for Allen Robinson. I believe he's a good wide receiver, but they don't really have anyone else. So, I mean, yeah, Mitch hasn't been great, but he hasn't been throwing it to anyone really. But 
yeah, that whole offense needs help. Um, and yeah. it starts with the quarterback uh, yeah. position. Poor Allen Robinson. You know, you go from Blake Bortles throwing you to the football to Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than Can't that. Um, plus, I believe yeah. he had two ACL injuries uh, early in his career. Um, but, yeah, hopefully he has a few, few years left, and hopefully he can actually get a somewhat decent quarterback to throw him the ball one day. Um, but that's going to do it for us here. As much as I would love to stay on until 4 o'clock and see these trades come in and dissect it with the both of you, um, we've ran out of time now. So thank you, Ryan Stom. Your power rankings were great, um, and we loved having you on, and hopefully we can have you back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, it was a, I had a good time talking football with you, and um, love the podcast. I think it's good. You guys are going in the right direction. Thank you very much. All right, so I'm Bobby McGinnis, Tom Spallone, and Ryan Stom, and we'll see you next week.